Father, we thank you tonight that your word is so powerful. The Bible says it's sharp, sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you, Lord, that it makes us sharp as we uh, take your word in and receive it and renew our minds to it and stand upon it, put it in our mouths, put it in our hearts. We thank you, Lord. It makes such a difference in our lives. And we're so grateful for your holy written word. Tonight I ask as I speak, I speak as of the oracles of God, minister with the ability that you give. Then I pray, Father, that each person listening, whether it be here or on live stream, that they'll have anointed ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying, that they'll have open minds and receptive hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to start in Romans chapter 4 and uh, look at uh, verse 16, Romans chapter 4, and let's begin with verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that he which hath promised, he was uh, able also to perform. Now, I'm going to read that in the Amplified because sometimes we almost memorize these verses in our head and uh, it just sounds like blah, 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 (laughs) blah. We've heard it for 40 years or however long. And uh, so the Amplified sometimes breaks it up a little better so that we can have new words with the same meaning. So I'm going to read this out of uh, the Amplified, classic Amplified, verse 16. Therefore, inheriting the promise is the outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith in order that it might be given as an act of grace, unmerited favor. Amen. To make it stable and valid and guaranteed to all his descendants, not only the devotees and the inheritance of, uh, of the law, those who adhere to the law, but also to those who are, who share the faith of Abraham, who is thus the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he was foretold and promised as if they already existed. For Abraham, human reason for hope, hoping gone, hoped in faith that he should become the father of many nations as he had promised, so numberless shall your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered the utter impotence of his own body, which was as good as dead because he was a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's deadened womb. 
No unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtingly question concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God, fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. So this is such a powerful scripture because it was such a a wonderful manifestation of two really old people (laughs) to have a baby. We know uh, Isaac was the child, the promise from our father to them. But it's interesting the process that made that happen, you know, faith and grace. And then uh, there were some, some things that he did. He believed he, he even he had hope and then he believed. And then um, it says he went on to he didn't even stagger. He staggered not at the promise of God. And so um, through unbelief. And then, of course, what we're talking about tonight is. Uh, the way God works is calling those things that be not as though they were. And that's in verse 17. He quickens the dead and call, calleth those things which be not as though they were. Now, sometimes with human reasoning, it's very difficult to try to act on that verse. Because many times we say things as we see them instead of as we want to see them. And um, as as though they already existed. <laughs> so this is definitely the walk of faith. Amen. Faith doesn't look at circumstances, situations. It doesn't uh, consider the physical realm. Really, it looks past all that to the promise of God and what he has done through his son, Jesus Christ. So then in that process, you're going to have to continually remind yourself of what he's done through Christ Jesus and who you are because of the sacrifice of Jesus, who you are in Christ. Amen. And then we begin to talk differently. And it's very strange to the world. Amen. <laughs> They're not really used to this. Now, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm saying in my work in psychology, they've caught a hold of this a little bit. They've gotten some light on the subject because there's uh, things that counselors will encourage a client to do. Uh, positive affirmations. Amen. Saying positive things, saying words that will help instead of hinder yeah. um, positive instead of negative. Right. So they've, they've gotten some things just through trial and error. But we know that the word of God said this way before <laughs> any of the, the theorists came on on the scene. Um, so, you know, of course, we know it works just because it's the word of God. It's the truth of God's word. But it has been proven time and time again that this concept and acting on this principle of calling those things that be not as though they were really opens up your future to be very bright. You're going to walk into those words. Amen. Really, you're going to walk into them negatively or positively. But we want to go the positive route. We want to stay on the positive road, right? And uh, it's just interesting how we can uh, get the word and get the scriptures that we need and uh, deliberately put them in our mouth deliberately put them in our heart and the the gates to our heart and our mouth are our eyes and our ears so uh, the bible warns us to to guard 
our ears and our eyes. Guard what you're seeing and hearing. And that, again, is a challenge every day, I think, because the world is going crossways to what the Spirit of God, the way the Spirit of God goes. So you're going to you're going to have to go like a salmon swimming upstream against the the uh, current. But praise God, it pays off. Amen. It's so good to see the results of the powerful word of God in your life. And um, I was thinking about uh, my uh, exercise class when I first signed up and I was in my late 50s. I signed up for, and they wrote me an email and they said, hello, athlete. And I thought, athlete, this is really nice. They called me an athlete. Am I an athlete? And I started thinking, well, I'm going to start. They said it. I'm going to start saying it. Amen. I'm an athlete. I can be an athlete at 58, right? Why not? And so you start thinking about yourself in a different way when you start seeing words about yourself. And that's just the natural exercise class. This word is so much more powerful than that. But I'm telling you, once I made that decision to start saying I'm an athlete in my 50s and now 60s, uh, it has made a difference in my life. Amen. Uh, instead of saying, well, I'm old, I shouldn't do, be doing this, this, that, and the other. I'm an athlete. Praise God. And um, I was thinking also about uh, one of the classes I went to. I think it was about a week ago. They got this, you know, really loud music going while you're exercising, I think, to try to give you some strength or whatever, upbeat, you know. And this song said, it, it had the lyrics, I'm running with the devil, I'm running with the devil. <laughs> I thought, do we have to play this song? This is my thought, you know, my thought, I'm running with the devil. So I, th- I thought, well, I can change those lyrics and sing to myself, you know. So I just started saying, I'm running with the Holy Ghost. I'm running with the Holy Ghost. And, you know, the rest of the day I was singing that song. I'm running with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so, you know, those things that you hear in the world that might be contrary to your belief, just change it in your mind. Change it in your mouth. And don't let it get inside of you and you start singing what, you know, whatever they're singing. Because uh, we don't want to run around with the devil. He He's a thief. Think about that. A liar and a destroyer. Is that who you want to run around? Well, I don't think so. It might rub off and then you'll be in the penitentiary. So we want the path of life. Amen. And uh, so we, we have to put these things in our in our uh, mouth and in our heart. And Romans 10, if you want to look over there with me uh, real quickly, we'll see that um, the scripture, Romans 10 and verse 8, it says, But what saith it, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. So when you hear the word, that's why we were talking about how important it is to have a preacher. When you hear the word, you're going to uh, be able then to speak it and put it in your mouth and put it in your heart. The more you speak something, the the further it drops down in your heart. You know, it's like a deposit. Every time you say something to yourself, it gets bigger in your heart. And so uh, those two places, of course, are so important to watch your mouth and watch your heart. Praise the Lord. Um, so, and that's how we get saved. Verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So anytime really that you need to... 
manifest the promises that have already been given to you, uh, check two places. Check your heart and check your mouth. <laughs> Usually it's our mouth that's off. You know, sometimes it can be your heart. But many times it's our mouth. It's our words. And it's so tempting. Uh, the other night I was having a real struggle with some things in my life and not able to sleep. And David finally, I guess he felt me tossing and turning. So he said, do we need to pray? I said, yes. <laughs> so, because I was just fixing it. Have you ever been on the verge that just you wanted to vent so badly? You just wanted to unload, you know? And I know that sometimes that is necessary. I'm not condemning that. I think sometimes people need to unload a little bit and then get back you know, into the Word. And I'm a counselor, so I listen to a lot of unloading. And I believe in some of that. You know, uh, the Bible says confess your faults one to another, not all your good habits, you know, confess your faults that you may be healed, right? So there's a, there's some of that too. But I knew that this wasn't the time for me to vent, but oh, it was so tempting, so tempting. And when he said, do you want to pray? I thought, there's my answer, you know, take your burden to the Lord, right? We sing it, take your every care, worry to the Lord. And um, leave it there. So he prayed, and uh, all I could say was, amen. It was by faith, too. <laughs> but, you know, I went right to sleep after that. Slept like a baby. Amen. And I thanked him the next morning. I said, thank you so much for praying that, even though I wasn't feeling it. It, it, it was something conceived in my heart, you know, about that. And I got the peace of God that passes all understanding. And I fell asleep, and it was beautiful. Praise the Lord. And uh, I think, you know, I heard the Spirit of God say, if you throw a fit right now about all this, you're going to be so embarrassed because this is going to work out and you've behaved like a toddler throwing a fit. And so, you know, it's interesting how I don't think if I had vented and did, all, you know, all my whatever, yeah. <laughs> vomit, I hate to say that word, but... Um, I, I I don't think the Lord would have been mad at me or I don't even think... I don't really even think it would have hurt my faith at that point because I knew in my heart it was going to work out. <laughs> but your head, you know, your head. But it's interesting that he said, you're going to embarrass yourself because this thing's going to work out. <laughs> and then you're the one that threw the fit instead of standing in faith with your husband, you know. <laughs> so anyway, praise the Lord, right? We get the Holy Spirit is so full of truth in and he tells it like it is, or he tells me like it is uh, from time to time. Okay, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. Now look at Proverbs 18. Are you getting anything out of this? Well, it's just something that I can, you know, really, really uh, promote because I've seen the results of it in my life and um, in others too. And so it's just good to keep a... Uh, watch on your mouth and don't get under condemnation or fear or, or whatever. If you've said some wrong things or doubt or whatever, we're humans. Amen. And we can just step right back over on track. Amen. And I, I tell you what helps me, too, is to write down what I need to be saying and so that I can read it and um, and say it. Amen. And just let those things come up out of my heart that I need to be saved. You know, different things I say just about every day. Um, I say my youth is renewed like the eagles. 
That's what it says in Psalm 103. Why not agree with that? Right? My youth is renewed like the eagles. And uh, David and I went to IHOP. (laughs) And so we were going to order off the 55 and over menu, you know, the discount menu. I'll take full advantage of these discounts. I don't care if I'm old or not. Amen. I deserve them after living this long. (laughs) I deserve a little senior discount, I think. So anyway, we're ordering. And the, the lady, she almost got upset at us. And I said, are you are you upset? And she just looked and I said, do you not think we're older than 55? And she didn't. She thought we were younger than 55. And so David told him his age. And I said, my age. And she goes, my God, you people are beautiful. <laughs> and I thought, amen. My youth is renewed like the eagles, right? His word works if you work it, right? And I, I think she was still maybe needing to get her eyes checked a little bit, but, but it made us feel good. I think we'll probably go back to the IHOP. <laughs> we'll request her. Oh my gosh. So anyway, okay, Proverbs chapter 18. Let's look at verse 20. Proverbs 18:20. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of the lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So it doesn't say that uh, death and life, uh, oh, I don't even know what I'm saying. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So remember that you can speak words of life, you can speak words of death. And you are the one that's responsible for that. You are the one that determines that. And uh, God's word is full of life, full of life. So his words are full of life and they're very powerful. It says here, the power of your tongue, your tongue. And I, I know that we put a lot of emphasis on what people are saying to us, you know, and we hear things and we hear what this one said or that one said. It doesn't really matter what they say. It matters what you say. You can say what they're saying or you don't have to say what they're saying. You can say something totally different. Amen. Don't let those especially negative words get to you and get in your heart and you start thinking and saying what other people are. Because I'm telling you right now, people can change. They are so fickle. One minute they'll sing your praises. The next minute they hate you. you So don't go by what people say. Go by what the word says and what you are saying. What your mouth is producing. Because here it says, they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And then verse 22, I'm just going to read it. Whosoever findeth a wife finds a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. I like that verse. So anyway, the power of the tongue. Amen. And um, I've told this testimony, but it's meant a lot to people. They've written me and uh, some of them have said face to face how much it meant to them and helped them. So I'm going to say it again to to you. And there might be somebody on live stream that hasn't heard this. But when I went back to school, when I was 40, um, I uh, went back to college to finish um, just a secular degree in social work and um, was scared, really scared, because things had changed in 20 years. And uh, so one of the classes I had to take was statistics which I thought, I, oh, I tried every way in the world to think how a way I could get out of it. But it was required. 
and that was it. And I always said I hated math. I hate math. I hate math. And um, others have told me that they had that same sentiment toward math. Um, I know there are mathematicians that love it, but I didn't love it at all. And I was scared, and I didn't want to do it, but it was a requirement. Different ones had told me they had taken the class several times, had uh, failed the class, and I certainly didn't want to have to take it more than once. <laughs> are you kidding? To sit through that twice? Plus, the it's not cheap to, to take classes in college. So anyway, I asked the Lord. I said, you've got to help me out with this. And he said, okay, just do what I say do. And the first thing he told me to do was to say out loud, I love math. I love math. And it was not easy for me to say that because I didn't at all. <laughs> I didn't even like it, much less love it. But I began to say that I, because just sheer obedience. See, you're going to have to go past feelings yeah. with these things. Yeah. You have to go past what you feel or what you think and go by what God says to say Amen. over a situation, over yourself, over your home, your finances, your country. You know, it, it can go a lots of places here. But mine was about math. So I love math. I started saying it over and over. I love math. Anytime I would think about this class, I would say I love math. <laughs> and so then he gave me some other just tips to sit in the front row uh, to go introduce myself to the professor in his office and find out exactly how to use this calculator that was about this big and had all kinds of symbols and things that I've never even seen. It wasn't just a regular one. It was like big and scary. And so I asked him to help me with all that, which he did. And um, and then I uh, joined a study group and decided every night I was going to spend time on this statistics. Uh, so I ended up making one of the highest grades in my class. I made an A, um, did better than anybody in my study group, which I was thrilled, amen, because, you know, that competitive nature <laughs> comes out. And so, but they didn't really study as hard as I did, and they didn't confess I love math, so there you go. <laughs> they hated it too, boy. But I wouldn't say it. I would say I love math. And um, so we see, you know, that that, just the difference it can make, uh, it does all kinds of things. But one of the things it does is change your attitude. Yeah. It will change your attitude towards something. And um, so I uh, highly recommend if you've got to do something that you dread or that you hate, you know, or whatever, ask the Lord what to say about it. What do I, what do I say with my mouth about this? And it can really change the situation, circumstances. Um, uh you know, I've, another thing I did was with my exercises, I, I've always hated to run. I'd rather ride a bike or do a treadmill or elliptical machine, whatever, but I just hated to run. And in my class, we do a lot of running, so I had to change my mouth and start saying, I love to run. I love to run. And, you know, to this day, we'll be running, and I'm, oh, now I have to say, I love this. I love to run. <laughs> and it really helps me get through the program. It really does help me. And I have found lately that I would, if we have a choice of an, of a, uh, workout, uh, instant, what do you call them? Not instrument, but exercise equipment. equipment that I will choose to run instead of doing one of the others. So I know that it has changed me in that way. You can say all kinds of things that help you. 
You can say things that hurt you. I recommend that you say things that help you. Yes. Amen. Um, I say every day I'm wealthy. Do, do I always feel wealthy? No. But I say I'm wealthy. I say I'm healthy. I say I'm rich. I say I'm able. Amen. I'm able. I'm an able minister of the new covenant. Praise God. I'm anointed to preach. I say my life is hid with Christ in God. I say how much uh, my weight is because I'm calling those things <laughs> that be not as though they were. So I call myself that particular weight. And um, I believe that as we uh, yield ourselves to the Spirit of God and His words, then we see those things come into manifestation just like Abraham did, just like Sarah did. Praise the Lord. And I know that, uh, you know, some of these things seem very elementary, but it's extremely powerful. Amen. It's so powerful. Uh, I believe that we can create, just like God created, with his words, we can create with our words. And it can really affect our future. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, you can dispute things that people say to you. I, you know, as, as we get older, there are certain people that get real negative. Well, you know, I heard all the time now that I'm old and you know this and that and the other. And I'm thinking, I, I you know, again, my youth is renewed. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be 16 the rest of your life. It's not going to happen. We are going to age. Amen. But I believe we can have a better quality of life by using his words and putting his words in our mouth. Because God is really interesting about the the youth thing in his word, you know. Um, And uh, so we can definitely raise our quality of living by the fruit of our lips. Amen. Yeah. Well, did you get anything out of this? Yeah. Amen. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight that your word is life. It's life-giving. And when we put it in our mouth and speak it, we become able. We become mighty. We become those who can walk all over the enemy and can take authority over the devil and see his defeat manifested in our lives because of our victorious life in Christ. And, and Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters that uh, they will begin to get words to speak over their life, words to say over their physical bodies, words to say over the finances, over their relationships, um, any, anything that they have desired in their heart, Lord. I thank you that you'll show them and tell them words, words to begin to speak. And that as they declare what you're saying about them, I thank you they'll see the manifestations, Father, the fruit of our lips. We thank you tonight, Lord, that you're so good and that if you, uh, uh, you know, show yourself strong on behalf of everyone, Lord, if there's people watching tonight that don't know you as Savior, as Lord, I pray for them right now that they would confess you, that they would have words to say that you our Lord of their life, that you raise Christ from the dead in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, for those who are not filled with the Holy Ghost, that they would simply ask and receive that gift that's so easy to uh, to receive. 
And then they would just begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. I pray for them, uh, my brothers and sisters, Lord, who might be sick tonight. Sickness has attached itself or attacked them in any way. I thank you, Lord, that healing now belongs to them. And the sickness and disease has to depart out of their bodies in Jesus' name. For there is no sickness in the temple of the Holy Ghost. And that's who they are, the temple of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord, for raising them up to total healing and health in every way. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.